Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Center Court. My name is Talat. It's just me today, and thank you for joining me. This is a new look for us, but we're ready to talk about basketball again after a little hiatus for the last few years. Um, the Celtics had a heck of a season, and we are ready to kind of just jump into it. We had a fantastic end to the year. Not so much beginning, right? Beginning of the season, everyone's calling Udoka, what are you doing? What did Brad hire? Who did Brad hire? What's happening to this roster? And then after the new year, you saw everything kind of switch around. Um, it's a big testament to Coach Udoka and his staff. It's a big testament to the guys on this team. And listen, they, they, the playoffs weren't easy to watch as a fan, and it wasn't easy for them to, to get through, given it took them two game sevens. There were a lot of turnovers. Those were their problems. And obviously we saw in the finals that fatigue and turnovers really, really did them in. And I wanted that title just, just as bad as anyone else. I've been watching every Celtics game since the 2008 season after they won. And I've been through the ups and downs, and I love this team no matter what. But it was obvious that it just it was going to be just a little above their heads this year, I think. I, I just don't think they were quite there yet. And I think they got tired. I think they kind of ran out of gas, which brings us to the new additions to this team. Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari, very, very excited. Gallo is a big guy. He's a great shooter. He's been around the league for a while. And he's been rumored to be, you know, associated with the Celtics for quite a while now. I know Danny Ainge always wanted to kind of find a way to get him on this roster. And obviously Malcolm Brogdon, if he can stay healthy, he is a six foot five point guard. He is so great for you. You can just plug him in with Marcus and Jalen and you're going to have such a great defensive unit there. He can really facilitate an offense. He can defensively hold it down. He's 29 years old, so he kind of, he fits that timeline. He slides right in there with Derek White, too. Um, the big thing for him is be healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's going to add such a massive boost to this team. And not a lot of people really remember watching him play. He was in Milwaukee for a while. He's He was in Indiana for, for the last few years. He had some injury issues, and now he's here. So, And Indy wasn't doing the best, so we weren't really able to see him play all that much along with being hurt so much. So if Malcolm Brogdon can stay healthy, this is a fantastic addition to this team and it didn't really cost anything other than guys at the end of the bench. And as far as Danilo Gallinari goes, he's 33 years old, which is not the youngest, but it's not that old either. And he's six foot ten. You know, he's a six foot ten ten shooter. He can really open up things for you when he gets going. And him coming off the bench with Brogdon, if those guys stay healthy and you have Grant Williams and you have, you know, Peyton Pritchard and just everybody that you had coming off the bench last year, uh, Udoka's going to plug and play. He's going to switch out a bunch of people. He's going to switch in people. You have your Derek Whites. Um, Marcus Smart can come off the bench or he can continue to lead that offense, which, which I hope he stays as the starting point guard. I thought he did a fantastic job. Um, and obviously you have Robert Williams the third there in the middle. I think that the Celtics have put together a fantastic team. And I'm very, very excited to watch what they're going to do this season. I think that with a healthy Milwaukee, it's going to be a little tougher. But I don't really see another team in the East. And I, I don't really like 
being the type of person to be a, a little like to be overly confident in their team um, because it's sports and anything can happen at any time. But if everybody stays healthy, the only team I can see really that would be give us a challenge is Milwaukee with a healthy Chris Middleton. But I think that the Celtics have grown a lot um, over the course of this season. I think that they've learned just so much, and I think they have the right coach and the right GM to get there where to get them where they want to be and where they need to be. And I think that the Celtics, if they win next year, they will kick off hopefully a, at least a mini dynasty, right? Two titles, three titles. That would be awesome. And you, your guys are young enough where you can do that. And it's just a question of when Al Horford gets up there in age, how do you replace him? Um, and that's something that they can they can see how Grant Williams develops because he's in my head since the day he got drafted. I dubbed him Baby Al. I, I saw his play at Tennessee and I was like, this kid reminds me so much of Horford's game. And he had a great season. I mean, he had his ups and downs just like the rest of the team, but especially in Game 7 versus Milwaukee, he stepped up and he really hit threes and he was really dependable for these guys. So it's going to be very, very fun and very interesting to see what the Celtics do this season. I know everybody is anxious for basketball to come back. Um, but there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot of movement that hasn't happened quite yet. There's still, like, teams waiting for stuff. I know that um, Colin Sexton in Cleveland still hasn't gotten, really he hasn't signed. He hasn't gotten that many uh, offers. Uh, the Cavaliers just gave him three or forty million dollar offer. As I as I sit here today, it seems like a low ball offer. But he also tore his, I believe he tore his ACL or his meniscus. Um, so I don't know. I haven't watched him a whole season. I know he was starting to become important to that team, and I think he is a restricted free agent. So it becomes a little harder for teams to approach that. But moving on from Boston, because I think they've just plugged all the all the gaps in their um, roster that they've needed to. Sam Hauser is another um, guy. He's a forward that can come in, and he's just like a lethal shooter, right? But he needs to be able to get minutes. So hopefully Udoka finds some minutes next year, and hopefully he finds himself minutes, right? Because you need to defensively perform. So I'm very excited to see more of Hauser. Um, I, I want to go around the NBA now a bit. A team I want to look at is... That doesn't, I don't really see a lot in the news, doesn't get that much love. I want to talk about Charlotte. Um, the Hornets are an interesting team to me because they are kind of mediocre, right, all the time. Um, and they have this superstar point guard, right? LaMelo Ball is a stud. And I've seen analysts be like, oh, well, he, he has purple and gold written all over him. But, like, stop. I understand that like everyone wants to push these guys to big markets and he grew up in LA and a Laker fan and stuff, but LaMelo being able to, hopefully the Hornets can build a great team around him um, and he can get to the playoffs. And it would be cool if honestly Charlotte in a sm or another small market team um, was able to get a guy like him and he was able to elevate them. Um, but it comes down to team building, right? So. LaMelo Ball, I mean, Gordon Hayward, ever since he left Utah, it's just been so up and down with him. And 
I think they're kind of looking to shop him around, see if they can get something for him. Kelly Oubre Jr., I mean, he's he's good. He's fine. He can get you some buckets. They need a real center. And I don't know what their issue kind of is of never addressing this, of just rolling with Mason Plumley as their starting center. Um, but they should draft, like, a good big guy, you know, that, that can pick and roll really well with Lamelo. Um, and I'm not saying Plumlee can't do that, but I, I think he's just too small. Like, I, I think you just need a little bigger big guy down there and younger. I mean, Plumlee, as I look at this right now, he's 32 years old going into next season. I think you need to start thinking about your other options. I mean, um, obviously, there's a whole issue going on over there with Miles Bridges and um, that terrible, terrible um, issue uh, with assault, but um, I don't know, I think Michael Jordan needs to really figure out what he's doing um, with his team building. I mean, what is your end goal here? Your end goal is obviously to build a team around LaMelo, and it's obviously to win a title, right? That's every team's goal, but... How are you doing that? I don't see how you're doing that. You need to make a trade. You need to do something. You know, the Detroit Pistons have done a really cool job of building with Cade Cunningham. And um, now they've got Ivy that they drafted out of Purdue. Go Boilermakers. Um, the, the, they're a very tough team. You know, the, they gave the Celtics some problems at the end of last season. But that'll be like a fun team to watch. And they seem to have some type of path forward and some type of vision. Whereas... I just don't know what's happening in Charlotte. They kind of got a lot of puzzle pieces that don't really fit together. And I think it's going to be very interesting going forward to see what, what their plan is because you need to keep LaMelo happy. You know, you have him for a while, but, you know, you failed to make the playoffs two years in a row. You just made a coaching change, and that's great. But what type of personnel are you going to be able to give this coach? You, you need to go out and get guys. And who can you go out and get, you know? It's just really going to be a matter of them being... I think they have to be aggressive. I think they need to bring someone in, like some type of star. doesn't have to be a superstar. Just like an all-star that you can pair with LaMelo. Maybe go... Well, I don't want to say Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell has the ball in his hands a lot. But maybe go poke around the league as the season goes and see if you can see what the temperatures are and on on teams and see if you can grab someone to pair with your with your all-star guard you know um i think that it's important that obviously it's important that they keep him happy and it's important that they compete and i think making the playoffs this coming year is going to be important for charlotte not only for you know obviously keeping lamelo happy but for team culture for building, for organization building. Like, you want to be able to make those steps. You want to be able Only at Vanguard, to you're more than just an investor. Um, you're in say, listen, we took this step this year, and now we can do second round next year, or we can go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Why not? But you have to make sure you're drafting well. You have to make sure you're picking up the right guys. I, I just think Charlotte's a very interesting case. Um, we should keep, keep our eyes on. Um... Another interesting case, obviously, is the Knicks gave Jalen Brunson a $104 million contract. 
the Knicks are going to nick, right? That's just what they do in New York. I mean, I, I find it interesting. You pair him with R.J. Barrett, and you have um, Mitchell Robinson, I believe, is your center. And he just signed a second contract, which is huge. Um, because that doesn't really happen with the Knicks. I don't think it's happened since, like, the 90s. Um, so it looks like they're looking to build, like, a little young core there. Uh, and I'm really, really curious what it's going to look like for New York this year. I feel like New York, you know, last season, the opening night, they had a really great electric game against the Celtics. And then, obviously, Kemba's knee gave out, and Fournier isn't what people thought he was. And, you know, the Celtics fans could have told you that. Um... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's such an interesting league. It's The Knicks could end up being competitive. You know, who knows? Like, it's just such a... There's such a reason that we play these games. And that reason is that people surprise you and that team surprise you. And that Thibodeau is still there. And you have um, a point guard that you paid a lot of money for now who is going to come in and hopefully play like he did in the playoffs and someone who can play off R.J. Barrett really well, who can play off Mitchell Robinson really well um, and can get you those wins that you're looking for and maybe sneak into at least a play-in, right? So Knicks can make the play-in. I think they're happy with that step because it shows that they're moving forward, right? So who knows, maybe we see Charlotte and the Knicks in the play, play in next year. That's really going to depend on what moves the Hornets make. I haven't really seen many, if any, actually. Um, but given their circumstances, it doesn't surprise me. There's There are other things that they have to deal with there. Um, moving on, I, I do want to talk about the Lakers. And I know, I know, everybody talks about the Lakers, and it's like nonstop on on TV, and it's just all anybody can ever talk about, right? It's like, why don't you talk about the Pacers? Why don't you ever talk about the Pistons or the Bulls or literally anyone else or Oklahoma City or like these other markets or Utah? Like, I'm talking about the Lakers because you just got to talk about the Lakers as far as just right now, the position that they're in. Um, you have Russell Westbrook on this $47 million deal throughout this year, and I think they're going to try to make it work. I think Kyrie saying he only wants to go to the Lakers, play with LeBron. Listen, I understand LeBron was the only one who could, like, you know, if, if, for lack of a better term, like, reel him in, right, when they were in Cleveland, but I think that was before Kyrie really started to kind of find his own self more, so to speak, figure himself out, if you will. Um, I don't think Laker fans know exactly the issue when you get Kyrie. I know there are a lot of them on Twitter being like, oh, well, we're just going to wait for Kyrie and we can just swap Westbrook and blah, blah, blah. The Nets, why would the Nets want Russell Westbrook? They're both leaving after this season. It doesn't really matter. Unless you attach the 27 and 29 draft picks. If I'm the Nets, I don't understand why I would do that. And the Lakers would want Joe Harris. Why, if I'm Brooklyn, would I give you Joe Harris? 
why am I going to help you in that regard? You know, Westbrook's leaving after this season. He's leaving the Lakers. If Brooklyn wants him next season, they can just go out and get him for cheaper than trading for him. I think if they're going to trade Kyrie, they want to trade him for pieces that would be here under contract for more long term, at least two years, let's say, or for more draft capital. Um, having Kyrie on your team is very frustrating, and it can be very exciting at times because he's a magician with the basketball, but it can also be super annoying because he'll find a reason to set out or he's going to get injured and he's approaching 30. And I know last year he kind of sat out a lot because given his vaccination status and everything, but I don't think it's far-fetched to say that he's just, I don't think he's going to play a full season in the NBA for the rest of the time that he's there. I think something's going to pop up all the time, you know? And I, I saw it in Boston. There was always, you know, some reason he was annoyed. There was always something bothering him. He didn't like the young guys. He didn't. He wanted the spotlight on him. This and this and that. I just don't know what his temperament would be in L.A., even if LeBron is there. And I don't think LeBron is going to come back to the Lakers. I think LeBron... I think this is LeBron's last season with the Lakers. I think that's it. Um, I could be wrong. He could turn around and be like, AD is still there. Let's run it back. Let's try it again. Um, I don't know when Bronny enters the league. I know that he wants to play where Bronny plays. But I think it might be next draft. So where is he? He's 17 now. So the, yeah. Um... So I think two years, right? So he has to do a year of college, but or G League. Although I don't know when the high school thing kicks in, right? Because I think I think you can go from the league to to from high school to the league. You can do that again. I think starting pretty soon. But you know he's gonna go where Bronny goes. And I don't think LeBron's gonna be in LA. I could see LeBron going back to Cleveland on a cheap deal for like a year. Until Bronny comes into the league. Sure. Why not? Or he can just do another one-year deal with the Lakers. He could do that too. You know? Run it back. See if, you know, running it, running a full season with Kyrie works. Um, but I don't think the roster additions the Lakers have made are going to necessarily do much for them this season. I could be wrong. I just, you know, I look around and I see Lonnie Walker, and that's great, and Lonnie Walker's a good piece. And Juan Toscano Anderson, which is awesome, because anyone in the Warrior system is always nice to, like, you know, pick up. But I don't know how any other young pieces really fit here. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason. I feel like the Lakers are just running out and being like, all right, we were too old last year, now let's get really young. But where's, where's your, how does this all fit together? I think the Lakers can make the play-in next season. I don't know if they're going to be able to get very far in the playoffs. I just think you have too many good teams there. You know, and Minnesota's one, which is going to be fascinating. I'm very curious to see how Gobert and Anthony Towns work together. 
it's that twin tower thing that they're trying that they tried in that they did in Houston with Samson and Olajuwon way back when, and it worked and it was great. But in a league where you have guards, guard dominant, um, how does that work? Where Gobert isn't exactly like a sharpshooter, although Towns is. So Towns can spread the floor and Gobert can stay close to the basket for a rebound. I guess we're gonna see how it pans out. It was fun seeing the Wolves this season. I was rooting for them to beat the Grizzlies. I just thought it would be a fun little underdog story, especially for Minnesota, who's had just the worst luck in basketball. Um, I don't think that they were being that ridiculous by celebrating the way they did when they um, won the play-in and they made it to the playoffs because for an organization that's been that tortured um, for so long, you know, it, it feels like a breath of fresh air, like a cold drink of water on a hot day, right, to be able to finally make the playoffs after just years and years of just never being able to get there. So yeah, I was happy for them. And I hope that we see more uh, good basketball from Minnesota next year. We're going to see what happens with this trade uh, and all that stuff that they gave for Gobert. And I hope it pans out and I hope Gobert is a great piece for them. Uh, but the two, two big man approach is a very interesting one to take going into the 2023 season when it's been such like a guard-heavy type of league, right? And so as we move forward, we're going to stick in the West, and I want to talk about Phoenix. So the Suns, as we all know, had that horribly disappointing Game 7 against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. They were just unorganized, undisciplined, I don't know what's. I know that their owner, Sarver, is having a lot of issues legally right now. Um, I think that that's something the NBA really needs to look into because I think that he is not a good owner, and I think that he, I think that he has a lot of problems. I don't like him. I don't care for him. I think he needs to get kicked out. But as far as what happened to the Suns last season, I don't understand. I don't think anyone really knows how why they collapsed the way they did. I did hear that it was some type of like inner turmoil in the locker room before the game or something. But you just had a team that went to the finals last year. And this is why it's so important to be focused all the time because you're never guaranteed, right? And then they kicked, get kicked out in like the second round of the playoffs this year. And Miles Bridges this year was a um, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker were still doing great things. DeAndre Ayton is a great piece who I didn't understand why they didn't really want to bring him back. Like, they weren't super thrilled about it. I don't get it because he's a young big man who plays well. Why wouldn't you? And he's a core piece for you, so why don't you want to bring him back? Him and Book are your core pieces. Chris Paul is getting up there in age. He's pretty up there already, right? I don't know what happened in Phoenix. I'm very curious. I don't know if we're ever going to find out, but it makes me wonder, are we going to see Phoenix back at the top of the West again this season, or are we going to see them kind of fall? Has their window closed, right? Championship windows can be so small. Is that window closed now for Phoenix? It's really going to depend on Chris Paul's health. It's really going to depend on the focus of this team. They have a great head coach in Monty Williams. I think that they need to really refocus and figure out why 
they slipped last season. I think that they got kind of cocky and ahead of themselves. I do believe that, you know, they had this swagger as if, yeah, we won a title, but you didn't. You, lo- you lost the title. You should have been humble last season. Why did you walk around all smug and, and snarky and like cocky? It doesn't make any sense to me because you haven't won anything. And if you want to prove that you belong there, you need to at least get to the Western Conference Finals next season. Or else I think your whole season is a bust. I, I think if the I think la- next year will be Phoenix's real final year to make a hard push. Unless they, you know, they have Booker on their contract, they have Aiton, they have, I don't know what Bridges contract situation is. Unless they bring in, you know, after Paul, Paul might hang it up. I don't, I don't know what his situation is either. Unless they bring in a, another like really star point guard that can help facilitate the way he does. How long do the Suns really have? I mean, we don't know. It's really going to depend on the team building in the front office of this organization. There's just so many moving pieces and nothing's being moved because Brooklyn has these two guys you might have heard of with Kyrie, as we discussed earlier, and Kevin Durant, who both want out. And guess what? They're probably going to end up playing the season in Brooklyn because they're too expensive. Well, Kyrie's on the last year of his deal and no one really wants to touch him. And Durant is way too expensive. And he's got four years left. So he's probably, they're either going to probably lower the asking price for Durant as the season goes, if he really makes a fuss about it, or someone's just going to be like, okay, here, we want him. You know? And I think that also begs the question if you're Charlotte, do you do that? Right? Do you say, hey, here's an opportunity. I know it's going to cost us a lot. But what if we tried? And I'm hoping that Michael Jordan did pick up the phone and ask at least what the price was. You know, and I'm sure the price would be LaMelo. But the whole point is to pair him with LaMelo. The timelines wouldn't really work, right? Durant is much older. LaMelo is much younger. Uh, So in the end, it doesn't fully make sense for Charlotte to do this. But, you know, if you're trying to be aggressive... I think you need to do whatever you you can, especially a small market team. Um, Unless you draft that person, you drafted a LaMelo. Unless you draft another guy who's that good, you need to go out there and find someone. And you need to trade for that someone. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this. There's going to be more to come. Uh, Have a great day and stay cool. It's super hot out there. Go Celtics. Damn it, Wade.